I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 481 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? Tired. How are you? I'm doing all right. Good. I had a, you know, I had a, I had a day of, of uh, things to do. And uh, last week, we took one week off of the current miniseries we're doing on our podcast. Yes, we did. Um, and the current miniseries we're doing on our podcast is called Tessie Town History. Right. And week one was uh, my sit down with Walt Flanagan. Uh, week two was my sit down with Get Em Steve Dave. And now we're on to week three. Ooh. Week three is my sit down with Ming Chen. And we met Ming a long time ago. Yes. Uh, for the first time, you and I were booked to perform comedy at Big Apple Comic Con. Yes. In New York. And uh, I think this, we went up, we interviewed Casey Jost in a hotel room. Yes. We we moderated for some people. We sure did. We moderated panels at Big Apple Con for Jonathan Sheck, who plays Jonah Hex on the DC shows. Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. And uh, Jennifer Jen- Sehe. Jennifer Sehe, the voice of Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket. Remember that? Yes, of course I do. And for so long, I did those episodes where I kept kind of alluding that you and her had like a sexual fling that was right. a secret. Yeah, you did. You did allude to it. <laughs> It was not true in any way, shape, or form. I, I was listening to those episodes. I don't know. I'm not convinced. <laughs> anyway. You're like, oh, that guy who said it sounded convincing. It's like, it was you, you yeah, idiot. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, what we're doing on the Chuck and Brad podcast, if this is the first time you're listening, um, welcome. and uh, Hello. Yeah, we do a podcast. Uh, it's myself. I'm Chuck. This is Brad. That's we've already introduced ourselves. Yeah, I know. We do. We I do a, a lot of film work with uh, the podcast. Tell him Steve Dave. Right. At uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey. I've been filming with them since 2016. Uh, you know, I started with uh, directing their live Blu-ray live at the Gramercy Theater. Um, and after just knowing the guys for so long and loving Tell him Steve Dave for so long as a podcast, I was like, oh man. A lot of holes in the history, uh, lot, not a lot of explanations behind everybody, and I wanted to sit down with the guys one by one and get their whole story and a lot of viewpoints on behind the scenes of Tell Em Steve Dave and all the stuff that's happened, and um, one of the most important people in the history of Tell Em Steve Dave is Ming. Uh, Ming has been super nice. You know, we probably met him in like 2016 or I'll, 17. I'll, I'll say... Even before that, you emailed with him. Yeah. Uh, when when Kevin Smith launched the Smodcast Network, you like you said, you know who would be great for the Smodcast Network? Chuck and Brad. This uh, network of combined uh, yeah, you're podcasts. Right, you're right. And you explained <laughs> to Ming, you're like, we've done all these things, so we're not just two guys sitting around with thumbs up our asses. I said that to him. Yes, you said that in an email, and I was like, oh, we have different. <laughs> Introductory email styles, you and I, Chuck Staten. Uh, oh man, I totally forgot that I emailed him about being part of this podcast yeah. network. That's funny. Search your email for the phrase "thumbs up our asses." Oh, and I'm, I'm sure get so many I, results. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I do. Uh, you know, I, I do this film work with them, and so I was like, let's do this mini series. I went down to Red Bank and I did a few interviews with the guys. Uh, there's hopefully more similar podcasts like this to come. We'll see what that means in the near future. But yeah, so this one was my sit down with Ming. And I'm just going to be frank and put this out there. Ming got way deeper 
into his past than I expected. Okay. That's one fact. Two, we were recording this, right? Recording this in the store. And Brian comes in and like, I'm, you know, I waved to Brian and uh, he starts taking out microphones and he slides me a note. This is during my interview with Ming. Right. And it says like, hey, we're going to record a Tell Him Steve Dave tonight now. It was kind of a last minute thing. Right. The whole week was kind of crazy and up in the air because it was during this hurricane where like power was a ton out. of people yeah. lost power. There was a electrical fire in the building that houses Ming and Mike's um, recording studio, a shared universe. I was supposed to do a bunch of interviews there. We couldn't. So we're recording in the store. So by over an hour into the interview, we were still only up to like basically 2001. Wow. In in Ming's story. Yeah. And the store was closing and they were about to do Tell Him Steve Dave. So we called it right there. We said, let's call this part one. And this episode ends on a cliffhanger because September 11, 2001 directly impacted Ming's career. Like, like directly. Wow. I, I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> so you're going to hear his story all the way up to there. And this is going to be part one of the story of Ming Chen. And then we're going to continue with part two um, in the near future. I hope I'm going to sit down with him and we're going to finish it up and we're going to tell the story from 2001 to 2020. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, and if this is the first time you're checking out the podcast, you know, I, I do a lot of film work. Brad and I do live comedy shows together, mm -hmm. like do. comedy clubs. We've been doing the podcast for 11 years. We cover a lot of pop culture stuff. Brad's in an improv group. Yes. I'm in a band, Senior Discount. We're a punk band. We're signed to Paper and Plastic Records. We were signed by the drummer of Less Than Jake, uh, one of our hero bands. And I'm a writer for a bunch of magazines in right. Providence, Rhode Island, um, including Providence Monthly, The Bay, and Motif Magazine. I mostly write about food, but also music and film and stuff like that. So we really take part in the arts, you know what I mean? Yes. Film, music, comedy, that kind of stuff. And we love to talk about the arts, film, music, comedy, all the big stuff we love. You know what I mean? Like the, we, we do talk about all the mainstream, you know, the Marvel movies and bands we love and stuff like that. But we talk about, you know, ground level art too. We love talking about all types of movies, video games, right. music, television, stuff like that. That's what we normally do. We do interviews here and there like we're doing right now. Um, and we just, uh, you know, we're different people, me and Brad. We sure are. I like to be outspoken and brash, perhaps. And Brad is a little conservative, not politically. Nope. I'm just uh, a little mouse of a man. Yeah, he's That's... conservative from the standpoint of like he's withdrawn. Politically, not conservative. Meek, more so than yes. conservative. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Uh, he's selling his uh, Erlacher jersey right now because he hates his political comments recently. I, you know, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to display my signed Erlacher jersey anymore. That's all. Yeah. I, just I, I ordered an Eddie Jackson jersey. Hey, there you go. Future Hall of Famer. He hasn't said anything shitty yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> that's, that's our, that's our motto. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so our podcast, you know, we've been, we've been weekly for years and years and years. We have a lot of fun and, um, yeah, I hope you guys stick around and if you're interested, um, in yeah. what we do here. Yeah, give us some related episodes to listen Here's to. Some, if you say, wow, this episode with Ming was really good, what else can I listen to? I'm going to give you uh, a couple of examples. You can go to uh, chuckandbradpodcast.com and right on the right side of the page, you have uh, our history of episodes by year and by month and by episode. So go back. If you want to listen to one that you might like, go back to episode 439. That's kind of the story of are moderating at Rhode Island Comic Con 2019. And at that show, we actually did a live clerks show, a comedy show, 
with Brian O'Halloran on stage. You'll have to hear the whole explanation of what it was in that episode. But Brian O'Halloran is in the episode. Yes. Because it has some of the audio from the live show, as well as the story of our whole time. That's episode 439. And uh, also, we went to Tribeca Film Festival a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, to interview Jeff Tremaine, the director of the Jackass movies, because there was a documentary coming out with Hulu called Dumb, the story of Big Brother Magazine. Right. So we interviewed him at the premiere at Tribeca Film Festival. Then we went to the premiere, and uh, I think Brad tried to say a joke to Tony Hawk, and Tony Hawk thought he was a dickhead. <laughs> I don't know that he thought I was a dickhead. He just didn't laugh. <laughs> that, that means you're a dickhead. Oh, rats. But we had a lot of fun that night with Travis Pastrana, I had to like Man, shuffle, and <laughs> I had to shuffle past everyone. I'm like, ah, preemptive pee. And they just didn't, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't having it. We had to sit with all the jackass guys, yep. and then we got invited to the, the that private like secret yep. after party, yep. and we go up to the door. Uh, so so we interviewed Jeff Tremaine right before the premiere. They invite us to the premiere. We go to the premiere. We sit with the guys. Then they invite us to the after party. We go to the after party. You get to the door, and uh, they're like, uh, "Name, please," because it was a private party with right. like Tony, you know, Tony Hawk, Travis Pastrana. I don't know if Tony Hawk went to the party, right? But I, it was Wee Man, yeah. Steve O, Jeff Tremaine, everybody, and. Uh, He's like, he's like, name please to me and you. And we're like, to one guy, yeah. the guy's like, I'm Steve, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I work at Time Magazine. Yeah. He's like, okay, you guys. And we're like, we're Chuck and Brad from the Chuck and Brad podcast. And he's like, Chuck and Brad, you're okay to go in. And the Time Magazine guy hated yeah, this, that. Yeah, he had to stand there. <laughs> you know, I think, I think he got in. You know what? I know our podcast name is shitty, but. Imagine if you didn't know what Time Magazine was. You'd be like, what is this, a yeah, watch like, thing? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Who cares about clocks? Yes. I don't care about that. But, uh. Yeah, that episode, <laughs> that episode is episode 311, where we sit down with Jeff Tremaine at the Tribeca Film Festival and kind of talk to him about the history of Jackass and the story of Big Brother Magazine, which was like the, uh, it was like what, what birthed Jackass. Right. They did these like skate videos and that became Jackass. But those are the two episodes to go listen to if you like this one. And without any further ado, Brad. I'm sick of the ado. Me too. Here's the story of Ming Chen. Part one. Part one. All right, I'm inside uh, Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash during store hours. It's bef- it's before we close, and I'm here with my guest today, Ming Chen. Hello, everybody. What's <laughs> up? This is Ming Chen. Come on. How you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How are you? Man, thank you so much for being down to work with me all this week. Like, this week was such a crazy week to come to Jersey and try to do these interviews. It, it's par for the course. Dude, where I, you I know. plan out one thing, it looks like it's going to go perfectly, and then like the weirdest shit happens, <laughs> throws it all off. I know. But, but you know, guys like me and you, we find a way to keep going. Man. I completely no matter agree. What. I was like, the day I was coming down, I was like, oh, there's a big storm. And I was like, I want to beat the storm. And then I got here, power's out in the hotel. We filmed all night at the stash. Luckily, the power didn't go out. But power was out at my hotel. Power was out at Shared Universe. Yes. You guys had a small electrical fire. Yes. <laughs> so all week we're like, it's funny because I'm like, well, maybe we can do it in the store if it's convenient for everybody. And a Shared Universe is a great backup. We can go during the day and yeah. do it. That was my plan. I was like, I'll do one in the day at Shared Universe and one at night at the store. And then uh, it's all the week. perfect crime, guys. <laughs> and, and, you know, as... Anything that goes with, I, I swear, like, you know, if, if it was just a shared universe, yeah, it would have been fine. But right. when you mix in Tom, Steve, Dave, or Brian Johnson, you add these <laughs> other elements, I swear something always goes wrong. It's like a bad luck All, charm. It always goes wrong. I swear to God. And so I funny. can't explain it, but we've learned to roll with it. So, exactly. so here we are. Yeah, you got to do what you could do. That's so funny. But yeah, you've been all week. You've been, uh, you know, I, I was kind of like everyone to everyone. I was like, 
If it's not convenient, no. don't worry about it. Convenient. You drove five hours here. You're driving five hours back. <laughs> We've true. done that drive from Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> yes, yes. To here and back, and it sucks. Yeah, that's, that's, um, you know, I'm pretty used to it. I just got, you know, I just got a new car. It's specifically because of the Tell Him Steve Dave work. Okay. I was like, I want to get a newer car. I got a 2019, so it's nice and smooth, nice and easy. I feel better about it now than I did with my old car. But um, but yeah, man, we're doing this. I'm doing this series of interviews. You know, I interviewed Walt, Brian, get them so far, um, where I kind of get the whole story behind everybody because what happens is like you guys started podcasting and you talk a lot more about the happenings that are happening, like what's going on, like at a specific point in time. Right. But a lot of people, I think there's a lot of like, like there's a lot of spotty history recorded where no one knows everyone's full story. That that's very true. You know, you know what I mean. And I understand because I was talking to Brian last night, and I was like, I was like, yeah, it's, it, there's no reason for you guys to ever be like, let's think about how this came about and talk about it on a well, podcast. No, usually, the, most <laughs> of the time, it was like, well, you and Mike are gay, and that's it. Know, and then that, then you don't hear the history, <laughs> which is fine. That's what people, well, I guess, that's what people, that's what people want, want to hear. Yeah. Or that's what Brian wants to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like I would have loved to have done something like this with all the other guys. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If I asked, they like, no, I don't want to do this. But yeah, if you ask, then it's cool. So, so I'm glad it took a third party, you yeah, know, someone else to be like, hey, I get to separate everybody too, which is kind of fun. It's like, it's like, it's like uh, an interrogation. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. you know, Mike said you guys did it, so just just tell him that, just say you did it. Yeah, exactly. It's like really, he said that. <laughs> it's easier. It's easier. But um, yeah, man, it's funny because I think people know your loose history with getting involved in the view askew stuff which you know turns into tell them steve dave and then the world of podcasts that it's, come into this such world a weird comic story, book, i know it is very weird but i want to i want to start all the way back because now you know everyone knows kind of where you stand you're you and mike own shared universe right. you know you you were on comic book men for seven years yeah you have a comic book store you own in austin uh it's more of a gaming cafe but Get, they're they're yeah. they're they're, they're, they're our comics in there, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, and uh, people know you now, but I want to find out how it got to this point because I'm, you know, when you were a young man, podcasting didn't exist, so this wasn't an aspiration. Yeah, but all that I asked that myself, I asked that question myself every day. I was like, I don't know how, I really don't know how this happened. Um, so this this is funny, and I, I think you know people know certain parts of this, but I want to go through the whole thing. Get yeah, the whole go story. for it for sure. So where were you born? Uh, Euclid, Ohio. It's a suburb of Cleveland. Um, we moved out of there, I think, a year after I was born, and I've never been back. Right? Really? Yeah. Do you, do you have any? So you don't have any like strong things about Cleveland? No, not at all. But really? I've talked to people who are from Cleveland, and they're like, "Oh, Euclid." It's like, "Oh man," <laughs> like apparently it's a really bad part of town right now. <laughs> like you don't go and hang out there. That's so. So, so where did you move? Uh, when I so I've lived all over. People are like, "Where are you from?" And I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, so sure, I, sure. I went from uh, Euclid, Ohio, to L.A. Mm -hmm. to. A uh, suburb of Chicago mm -hmm. to a town called Jackson, Michigan. Damn. To so, South Bend, Indiana. So, to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Well, so so let's let's go. So I mean, obviously, you're not gonna remember stuff when you were like five. Right. But when? How about when you were like a little kid? Like, where do you remember growing up for a little? For I think. Uh, I mean, my fondest memories were probably uh, I spent three years in Jackson, Michigan, which um, uh, they're known for having this really big prison. Oh, yeah. It, they're one of those towns where you drive down the highway, and as you pass the prison, there's that sign that says, do not pitch, pick up hitchhikers. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they're probably escapees. <laughs> those Which, are your fondest memories? <laughs> that was a pretty fond memory, yeah. But um, it was there. So I lived there from 1980 to 1983. Right. And I think my 
my fondest memory, my two fondest memories of living there yeah. was the arcade mm-hmm. at the mall. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's an Aladdin's castle for any of you hardcore gamers out there. Yeah. And then the launch of the Atari 2600, the emergence of the Atari 2600. Hell so, yeah. So how old are you in 1980? I am six years old. Six. So about so five, like six to, five to eight. Five to eight. That's yeah. cool. That's really, really cool. And so then around eight, you moved to... I moved to South Bend, Indiana. And how long were you guys there? Seven years. Seven years. So that's yeah. kind of formative years. Yeah. And then, so you know, this shouldn't come as any surprise, but my fondest memories there were the, the ape and Nintendo. <laughs> it's just every time there's a new console generation, yeah, you move for to sure. a new state. And then um, I, I, I had a friend in high school who was really into trade paperback comic books, uh, Batman specifically, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all the... Um, Archie, like the Archie Digest. Yes, and, uh, yeah. But th- this dude had comics everywhere. So yeah. it was, that was a big, obviously a big influence in my life for wow. sure. So this is like, you're basically going into high school during yeah, this Yeah, I was there from ninth grade until um, just after my sophomore year. Just so after your sophomore So you ages. switched, wow, you switched during high school. That's oh, tough. Oh, it sucked, man. man. That was awful. So that, then you, during high school, you moved to? Uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Michigan. So, so you're you're starting over a new school at that point in time. Oh yeah, it's it was horrible. What were you like in high school? I I am uh you know not as cool as I am now, like not nearly. <laughs> but I didn't say a word to anybody. Yeah, I read comics. I watched mm-hmm. sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah, I was a big I was a big nerd. Yeah, of course. And we're talking 1990. Yeah, so not cool. Not cool. Not cool. No one who knew who the X Men were. <laughs> no one knew what Vibranium was. <laughs> No one knew about you know adamantium or, or right. you know colossus or right. sentinels like any of this shit. So oh, man. it was it was it was rough. It was tough. That's crazy. And I have to imagine you moved away for college. I no, I didn't. I you stayed, stayed in, in Michigan. I stayed in Ann Arbor because uh, that's where the home of University of Michigan, which is a really good school. I was gonna say so. You so is Michigan kind of the place that you settled at? I guess. I guess you could say that. Yeah. I out of um, before New Jersey is probably the place I lived the longest. Wow. J- just over seven years. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. What What is Michigan like versus New Jersey? Uh, it's a lot quieter. There's really? not. Yeah. It cost of living's a lot less. So yeah. you can. But there's. I. I. I yeah, it was definitely a lot slower, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. So you went to college there, and uh, what did you go to school for? I That's a great question. So I switched <laughs> my major like 16 times. So yeah. I was that kid who went to college, and they were like, well, what are, what are you majoring? I was like, I have no clue. Yeah. Like, can I was can I major in video games and comic books and yeah. pop culture? Right. And they're like, no. <laughs> I, I loved it. I remember, you know, my mom and other you know, pe- people who supposedly knew better, they're like, why are you, why are you still reading comic books? Why are you playing video games? Why are you so into pop culture? No one's going to pay you to, to like pop culture. Yeah. No one's going to pay you to yeah. play video games. Right. And we, we know now, 20, 30 years later, that's that not true. That's not true. They do pay you to do that. And, so uh, did you have friends that did that kind of stuff at that time? Very few. Um, yeah. Before I moved to Ann Arbor, I had, uh, when I was in Indiana, my freshman and sophomore year, Yeah. I think out of a class of 400 people, I had, there were two guys. I met. I found the two guys who knew who Wolverine was because nobody else gave a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got, you know, we got looked down upon. But I had two friends who were like after school, we would go to my one friend's house. We would play like Castlevania and uh, Nintendo, Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, we would read comic books yeah. and we would watch James Cameron movies over yeah. and over. And yeah talk about how cool they were but we had to do it in secret yeah kind of at our our like hall of justice if you will which was my friend's basement <laughs> right and, right um and we couldn't let the outside world know yeah but, right you know we were pretty much invisible to them anyway so it didn't matter that's um, cr- did you live at school 
The uh, oh, when I went to college, yeah, no, our first two years I lived at home, so yeah. that compounds everything. It like, really does. You don't go out and party. I know, and you're stuck at home, and you're still like your mom. You know, where are you going? What time are you going to be I home? I know, I know. And um, and on top of that, you're in college, so I, I had no money, so I I didn't read really read comics in right. college because I couldn't afford them. Yeah, anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it was it kind of sucked actually. And th- is that why you moved to to college to live at college? Um, I, so that right before my junior year, um, some friends that I met, they're like, Hey, we're looking at apartments. We need a roommate. You should come with us and check it out. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know about this. So (laughs) I I don't, I, I didn't want to tell them, like I had to tell my mom, my mommy that I wanted to move out. Yeah. But we went and we looked at the place and all of a sudden they're like, here, sign this. I'm like, what's this? Like, it's the lease. You're going to move in with us. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all right, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you know what? If I sign this and it makes it legal, yeah. then I have to, my parents have to let me move out. That's a good that's a good idea. Yeah, and I did and um It was peer pressured into yeah. signing this year long yeah. lease. I think the reason it worked mm-hmm. was because the other three guys were Asian, they were Chinese. So my yeah. mom was like, All right, I guess it's time for you to to get out of here but they they my mom fought it though really like, you can't move out we get, you got everything you you need here we feed you <laughs> your laundry here like you you have a good environment to study here hey i, and I, I'm hear like, that. I gotta get out man i can't that's i can't all. do this anymore so i did it without even telling them that's funny and i'm i my dad's way more laid back he was like all right get your ass out of here my yeah. mom was like you can't leave but I was like, I can't. I already signed the lease. It's 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 legal. I can't break. The, I can't break this now. So so if you're if you're living uh, on your own, who's like, what are you doing for a job? I uh, I had found, I'd found my uh, my first job in college was um, in the student union. There was a little place called Study Break. It was mm-hmm. a video store slash arcade. Mm-hmm. So perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my love of movies and pop culture yeah. and it. And it had video games, and um, yeah, a dude I had met was the manager, so yeah, I kind of had an in to get hired. That's awesome. Right after I applied, that's awesome. It was part of the college. Yeah, yeah, that's, it was in the student really union. Really cool. So I've, never, was, I've never really heard of that. That's yeah, awesome. it, it was smart. So the student union usually, you know, restaurants, mm-hmm. places to right. study. Right. And um, my boss, who later on I found out was heavily into heavy drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this place was actually some kind of like sort of a front actually for his drug for his drug use. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got smart and he opened up a place where kids would just like goof off. That's he was, awesome. Like, he cornered the market and goofing off for that's great all the kids. And that video store was kind of a turning point. Yeah. In my life because that was the first place. Uh, that was where I was working one night and uh, the movie Clerks came in mm-hmm. uh, through the mail. Right. And I was supposed to check it into the system so we could rent it out and keep the business going. Yeah. Because we were a video store yeah. to rent out the movies. But I had heard this movie was really funny. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? No one's going to want this tonight. I'll, I'll ta- I'm going to take it home and watch it. I heard it was really funny. Yeah. Um, uh, my brother was at home doing nothing, so I was like, "Oh, we could watch it together." Yeah. And plus, I heard it was shot in New Jersey, right? Where a girl I just started dating was from, like her area. So I was like, "Hey, maybe I'll see some stuff that that oh, might wow. be familiar to her." I I was fascinated by the fact that it was filmed in her hometown. Yeah, of course. So I was, I was like, "Well, at the very least, I can make fun of her." So how do you find out about like facts like that in this? In like what is this going to be? Nineteen ninety three or something like that? Uh, 94, 94, 94. Yeah, 94 ish. Um, yeah. 
I remember, I think it, it played at our local indie theater for a little there while. Go, and yeah, I remember yeah. one of my friends going, hey, man, you want to go see this? Like, I heard it's really funny. And like, I didn't have any money. Yeah, yeah. I heard it's in black and white. So, and I didn't <laughs> go to the, the indie theater was too far above my head. Yeah, yeah, like, That's yeah. where, yeah, that's where they would play all the, like the Miramax movies in the, at, the, at that time. And I was like, eh. Yeah. I, nah, no, I, you know, I'll just, I'll just wait till maybe we'll get it in the store one day. Yeah. So, so you um, watch it? Yeah, so I took it home. My brother's at home. And I was like, "Hey, man, I got this movie. I heard it was really funny. Let's watch it." And we popped it in. And at first, the black—I was like, "Oh, it's black and white. I don't know about this." But immediately, it's uh, yeah. You see, like Dante rolling out of his closet, and he's yeah. like, "I don't want to go to work." I'm like, hey, "I can get behind this." Yeah, yeah. And I saw the other guy works at a video store, so I was like, "Okay, yeah, I can get behind this." But the whole movie—they're just busting each other's balls. Yeah, they're busting the customers' balls. I was like, okay, now I can really, now I can really get into this. Yeah, uh, it took place in the same time my my girlfriend grew up in. Yeah, and uh, I remember, I think the two scenes that really like hit with me that really I really got into uh, was one when Randall was like, oh, I don't watch movies, uh, um, and uh, uh, like he's totally messing with the customer, yeah. can't decide on what movie. Yeah, he wants and. Um, yeah, and he kicks her out, and I was like, "That's you know, that's, that's what I want to do, but yes. he can't." Yeah, 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 he can't, but he can, and right. that made it funny. Yeah, and then the uh, the Star Wars scene where you know these two guys are talking for ten minutes about stormtroopers changing out toilets on the Death Star. Yeah, I thought that was particularly awesome because if you remember back in '94, no one was talking about Star Wars. Right, right. Yeah, it's, I know. It, there's there's all these Star Wars parody things now that are part of pop culture, yeah. like Family Guy and yep. different things. But at that time, that didn't really exist. Yeah, it came way after. Even the Simpsons, uh, like parody stuff, was kind of. A little bit more after that, yeah. and the stuff that was before that was not as uh, overt. Like there wasn't that much of it. Yeah, which I understand. Jet Return of the Jedi came out in 1983. Right. And George Lucas was like, "That's it. I'm not making any more." And I'm like, "Oh man, that's it. What about all the toys?" And like, right. What am I like? What are we going to geek out over now? And slowly, people just forgot about it. Right. And yeah. They, you know, they came out the TV movies. I think like Ewoks um, mm -hmm. and all. Um, droids i think was one of them. i can't remember the two that came out uh, and they were not that great right but other than that really didn't there was no the the star wars universe just kind of ended at return of the jedi yeah I was, I was born in 84 and like by the time i was like let's say 10 which is yeah. 94 like star wars was just an old movie yeah. it wasn't like it is now where yeah, people are like this is like a religion to them yeah, you know what every I mean? so often i think like a new hope would pop up on hbo right and, and you know if you caught it at the right time it's like oh yeah i remember this but yeah there's well there's no internet so i guess yeah. fandom is has a harder time yeah, no to streaming right like nothing right. so it kind of and, and understandably for the yeah. rest of the world they're like well that was cool but let's what's come what, what's what's next right Except for me and my friends, <laughs> every year we would we would watch it. We would reference it. We yeah. didn't. We we held that. We held that lightsaber. We lit up that lightsaber and we held it high. Like every every year, we would watch the trilogy. Yeah. Um. If we had like sleepovers, like hey man, you want to watch Star Wars again? Like uh, you know, we would just constantly make reference to it. But nobody else did until we saw it in Clerks in '94. Well, this is funny. This is, what's probably the case is that there's a lot of people like you at that time yeah. with no way to communicate. Right. You got to think they're all over the place. And there's just not a way to connect with each other. So they're in the minority wherever they are. Yeah. And then with something like Clerks, that gets to a lot of people because of, you know, the screenings as well as the VHS tape. Yeah. All those people connect to that yeah. in, a, in a way where they probably just have no other way of doing it. Yeah. You know, so it's but, probably a lot of people like you at that time. Yeah. I. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We just there wasn't a way for us to find each other then. We were exactly. scattered around wherever. Exactly. Uh, but that, that just the whole plot of the movie about this this. This guy, you know, Dante, he doesn't know what the hell he wants to do, so he just 
kills time at a convenience store with his friend. Yeah. And and not that that's, that's not even really a bad thing. It's just, you know, he's making minimum wage or whatever. But yeah. I was like, that's me. Yeah. That's me. I don't know what I want to do. I have no idea what. Right. And they're, you know, you're constantly being hounded by people telling you what you should be doing. I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to, I'm fine right now at this moment sitting at a video store arcade just yeah. working for minimum wage and um and watching beavers and butthead yeah. that was that was pretty much my life at, up to that point so, right 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 so so this movie obviously kind of affects you in a personal way more it, than it, it was huge it was like discovering the x-men or like a really cool like sci-fi movie or something but um i but I, you know, I thought I was, I was like, this is just two guys talking with two guys talking with these with these two wacky drug dealers. Yeah, yeah. Outside, mm-hmm. but it's what it's the way they were talking that really struck me. I was like, no, I've never seen a movie like this where yeah. they actually had this real dialogue. Yeah, and so and so, I mean, you know, the 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 legend. Obviously, everyone knows the story that you started a clerk's fan site. Yeah, um, coincidentally, do- yeah, I was learning how to build websites at right. the same time. I'd met this really weird dude uh, in the engineering school that um we we would geek out over computers and stuff and he he was like hey check this out there's this thing called the internet yeah, yeah and yeah. there's this thing you could build a web page yeah a home page i'm like what the hell is this it's like oh it's cool you can put your own photos on there and all this information like you can build your own kind of like a magazine page i guess but yeah. it's online and anyone can with a computer can access it right and i was like well this is wow this is pretty cool yeah i think i learned that you know you could edit it on the fly yeah and i um and our school had all this great gear, like scanners and all this stuff. And, and I was like, "Wow, this is really, this is cool. I can, I can, I can, I can be vain, but yeah. on this internet thing, right, right, this right. This is pretty. This is, uh, this is really cool. And then I can show other people around the world. I was like, "Well, this is, this is really cool." And then the other thing that struck me about uh, the birth of websites, he was like, "Hey, man, check this out." And he he showed me there's this French website and all it had on the bottom was this little button that said recharge and it would reload. Um, some dude had scanned like 10,000 photos from Playboy. Yeah. And every yeah. time you hit the recharge button, it would, you would get a new photo. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is going to change everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we would sit there in like a dark computer lab, just constantly hitting this button over and over. Like, holy crap, this is all like each time you hit it, you get a new, you get a new photo. It's just crazy. That's so funny. That's crazy. Um, but so, yeah, he 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 was like, "Hey, here's an, another site that teaches you how to write, how to code mm-hmm. a website." And it wasn't that hard. And um, yeah, so I built my own like personal page, which is it. It might still be out there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, right. I never deleted anything, but uh, like I would scan my own photos, and yeah. and it was like, "Hey, this is all about me." It was like total vanity project. Yeah, but that's all you. That's all people cared about back then. Right, right. Um, but I was like, "Wow, this is really." I thought, I, "Yeah, this is really cool." And, yeah. Um, it was like it is now with podcasts. Like if when you start a podcast, you want everyone to listen to it. So you send everyone the address and everything. Yeah. It was the same thing with the websites. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't know what it was. Right. I'm like, hey, pull up this. When you go next time you're at a lab, pull up this thing. is called the browser. Type in this big long ass address. Yeah, right. And then you'll learn all about me. Yeah. And, uh, it was just like a cool thing. There had never been anything like that before. That's so funny. So eventually you decide to make a clerk's website. Yeah. I So I, I saw clerks and I was desperately trying to get all my friends to watch it because i as a geek when you find something cool you want you, you need to talk about it with somebody right otherwise you just kind of i don't you don't want to keep it for yourself right you want to show all your geek friends you want to tell all your friends about it then they watch it then you can be like hey man wasn't that great when uh when randall hit dante over the head with a french 
with a piece of French bread. Yeah. And they get into a fight. And, um, you know, that cat takes a shit on cue. Like, that's how awesome it is. I've never se- I don't remember seeing that in Star Wars, right? Yeah, I've like, yeah, never right. seen that before. Uh, no, I, none of my friends were even remotely interested in clerks, though. <laughs> it was, it was, I think it was the black and white thing that really yeah. turned them off. Sure. Um, but I mean, I mean, to be fair, like, so this movie, what's it about? It's two guys in a convenience store. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, and? That's it. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. there are two stoners. Where are they? Outside the convenience store. Yeah, right. And? Well, I mean, they make a bunch of crude jokes. Like, it's, it's, and they're like, you know what? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, yeah. It was 1994, so I can't blame them. Right. If you look at the movies that came out, a big long list of movies with, you know, more action. Stargate came out in 94. Pulp yeah. Fiction, right? Shawshank Redemption, right? You know, big budget movies with explosions and and um and like wars and, and right. fights and stuff. Yeah. And the only pretty much you only find clerks is, you know, <laughs> guys hitting each other over the head with French bread. So, right. So you um, wanted to reach other people. They liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I was just itching to do, to channel my fandom some yeah, way. Yeah, and, uh, Well, it's funny because, like, right now, like, you know, over the past many years, you've been so active with doing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. That back then, it probably feels like a little bit like frustrating that you can't it, really reach anybody. Yeah, it was until I was like, wait a minute, this goes worldwide. It's like, hey, why don't I build a clerk's website? Yeah, and I can reach other fans like wherever. So right. I threw my email address on the bottom. Yeah. Um, and uh, there were actually a couple clerks websites out there already. Yeah. Same guys who kind of had the same idea I did, but I was right. like, screw these guys. I'm going to make mine the best. Yeah. 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 That's the way to go. make mine the best. So, <laughs> and uh, I'd play, I've been spending, instead of going to class, I was spending my time teaching myself like Photoshop and right. uh, coding. Right. And all, all these, uh, you know, these tricks and stuff. I had met some other coders that, Showed me there that passed down their knowledge, um, some some stuff that I thought was pretty high level. So I was like, oh, blow these other guys out of the water. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my trump card though was uh, we had a we had a computer lab with, it was hooked up to like VHS players. Like you could you could encode you could basically kind of make your own YouTube videos. Yeah. But way before YouTube, right? Like we're talking ninety four, ninety five. This is way before. This is years before YouTube. Yeah. But for some reason, uh, they had a laser disc player hooked up to it. Um, so you could rip stuff from it. You could rip stuff from it. Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, this is cool!" Like nobody I know. I was like, "Why is there a laser displayer here, though?" Yeah. Nobody I know can afford forty dollars for a movie. Yeah. On a college budget. Right. But I don't. I have to this day. I have no clue why they had them there. But I remember going to Tower Records, and I was like, "Oh, hey, Clerks is on Laserdisc. This is cool." Yeah. Um, why would they put Clerks on Laserdisc? It made no sense to me. Yeah. Because uh, uh, you know, they would put like Gone with the Wind on Laserdisc right. or like you know, Academy Award winners. Yeah. But I remember picking it up and it's, you know, it's a big record size, like 12 inch thing. I remember flipping it over and I'm reading the stuff on the back and they're like, oh, additional bonus features, uh, lost ending, yep. deleted scenes, yeah, yeah. Muse, uh, soul assigned music video, director, yep. actor, commentary. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I know. Like, Look at all this extra stuff. I was like, holy crap. I, yeah. I was like, I got to see this. I love this movie. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I saved up 40 bucks. Yep. I bought it from Tower Records, and um, the only place I could watch it was that one workstation with the Laserdisc player hooked up to it, and I went through all of that. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. 
And I was like, can, I wonder if I could put the stuff on on my website, my clerk's website. And sure enough, I figured out how to do that. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I put this on here, nobody else has this. Yeah, deleted right. Deleted scene. Yeah, right. Um, you know, the big one was like, like <laughs> that was your, the Trump card was the laser display. Yeah, like, totally. Being able to rip stuff. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, but the big one was like, see the lost ending where Dante gets shot. Yes. Like, the shocking ending that was cut. Yes, right, right. I'm like, everyone wanted to see this. If you're, especially if you're a fan of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. so, yeah, I, I grabbed all, all that. All those cutscenes, put them up all online. Uh, I think I put the music video online. Yeah. I think the only thing I couldn't do was the commentary because it was two hours long, and yeah. there was there was no MP3 format. Back exactly. Then. I was gonna say that's what yeah. I was gonna say is like, what are you gonna rip it to a wave? Yeah, a wave would have been like uh, like a gigabyte. Yeah. You know, there's no way on a dial-up uh, yeah. 24, like 28, wow. eight baud modem. Yeah. So that was the only thing I couldn't put on there, but I was able to put the. Uh, um, the clips on there yeah and for anybody who knows anything about resolutions and uploading to youtube <laughs> yeah you know high def is uh you know uh whatever nine uh, uh 1920 by 1080 right these like the the biggest i could get was 160 by 120 yeah. it's like a, it's a literally a postage stamp <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like the, one third the size of standard definition yeah, but yeah. at the time you know it actually looked pretty decent it was black and grainy black and white yeah so it didn't matter so i ripped i spent hours ripping all of that compressing wow. it whatever yeah making it available and um so that I think that set my sight uh, uh, apart from all the others. I think it just looked better. I had yeah. some decent graphic design skill back then. That's and, great. Um, I had friends who really I had some I made some friends on the internet who really schooled me in, in designing websites. So oh, I was that's able awesome. To, so you put a lot of time into this. This wasn't just like a, oh I'm just gonna throw this together. Yeah. It was a lot of thought. No, 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 yeah, I was pretty dedicated to that's it. That's crazy. Um, so did you ever have anything like that beforehand that you were that into, like creatively? No, not really. I realized that I think there was the one thing where I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" It was fun. I was. Um, it was a great thing to do be, uh, instead of going to class. Yeah. So you know when you, when when you have that behind you, it's like, "Oh, I should be in class, but I'd rather be doing this instead." You, you can work all, harder on it. You can feel like you're being productive too because you're learning about stuff. So you kind of yeah. feel like you're like, at least I'm learning graphic design. At least I'm learning web right, design. Right. But you, you know, I'm like this. But there was no. <laughs> There was no, there was no practical application. There's no practical application. No companies had websites, so no one's paying you to do this. Yeah, I guess like, that's no true. Anybody, I guess that's this. true. It's like you're, it you're like in this thing. private network that you don't know is going to become a global. Yeah, but I was yeah. just having so much fun. I was like, wow. right, I'm doing something that like nobody else is doing. That's right? crazy. Like, that's, barely anybody else is doing. That's crazy. That's this, really interesting. You know, we're, we're right at the ground floor of this, and it looks cool, and it's yeah. fun, and. I think, um, and then, you know, people would see the site and they would email me. Was That's like, what hey, I, was I love ask. clerks too. And so I found those people I really wanted to talk to. Wow. Finally. Probably people that are like you because not that many people know about yeah. the internet at that time right. point. So they must have similar interests. They probably all kind of fall into this like tech nerd yep. kind of movie fan oh, yeah. category. Yeah, it was very niche. Yeah, yeah. It's very niche. Oh, and wow. yeah, at the time, I think you had to be at like an institution, like a college yeah. or something right. to even get access to a high-speed right. internet. Yeah, you're right. Who's going who, to even no one know has it at home. what this is? Yeah. 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 So, you know, 95, so, you know, mind you, no Amazon, no Facebook, no Instagram, no Google. <laughs> Yeah. No, you know, <laughs> no Google, um, that's right. None of the, no TikTok. How did people even find no it? No Twitter. They, Yahoo was around Oh, they had then. a search. But Yahoo is not yahoo.com. Yahoo was hosted on a Stanford web server. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the Stanford web server was named after a sumo wrestler. <laughs> so it was like akebono.stanford.edu slash yahoo. Wow. Like it wasn't even like a real site. Wow. It was hosted on a college web server. That's crazy. But these guys got smart, and they're like, hey, 
no one is there's there's no, there's no way web to yeah, yeah 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 so they were doing it and it, you know it worked out for jerry yang and the other dude that's hilarious um, that's yeah. crazy so sorry so you make this and you start probably making some friends and communicating with yeah, people, yeah yeah obviously. it was cool so it was just it was just doing it for fun yeah um and then you know i was kind of scouring the internet or even um for anything clerks related that i could put on the site yeah if there was an article like i would i would copy it put it on my site right if i heard about a magazine that maybe had an article that wasn't on the internet i would go and search for it yeah at the the magazine shop yeah and i was like oh i could scan this put it like nobody else has this so let's make let's put all this exclusive content mind you none of this content was owned by me but i was like hey i'll just do this until I get until someone says I can't. Wow! But it was so niche. I'm like, no one's gonna come down to me for this. Like that, no suit up at wherever is gonna find out is gonna tell me to take this down. Plus, I'm promoting the movie. Yeah. So yeah, that was in my head. That was like, all right, this is yeah. This you know, I'm just uh, and I'm, it's just, it's just for fun. I'm not right. even making money off of it. No right. one's gonna come down on me for this. But and um, so and so in college at this point in time, what are you kind of like mainly pursuing? Because you must be coming up on the end I, of your degree. Um, I was my like my junior year, almost like yeah. mid junior year, and I still had no idea when uh, what I wanted to do. I yeah, I, I skipped from, um. Like I was gonna major in like chemistry and yeah. pharmacy. Yeah. Then I decided I didn't like you know, I didn't like taking chemistry classes. <laughs> then I was like, Oh, I'll go into economics maybe and yeah. then you know, I started learning about like supply side economics. Like, this is freaking boring, man. Yeah, yeah. This is not fun at all. To and I just started I had no idea. I st- I started just floating around from other it's like, Hey, maybe I'll do like Chinese studies. I'm yeah. Chinese. Yeah. Like this is not fun either. Yeah, so wow. I I I really had no clue. I was pretty pretty aimless. Was there anything in technology that would have made sense at the time? Not really. Yeah, there was, was no. Say. There was nothing. Yeah, yeah nothing wow. was out there. That's crazy. Nothing was out there. So so it's middle middle of your junior year. And you're I know. Yeah, right. And it's coming up to I guess the end. Unless I wanted to be in college, I thought <laughs> maybe I'd be in college for like seven eight years until <laughs> I found out. Yeah. But I you know I didn't. I had no. Clue. I really had no clue. Wow, that's crazy. All right, so you're you're working on it for a little bit, and so you're keeping up with it. It's not even like oh, yeah. you made it and left it. You're yeah. really keeping up with it. I am. I remember I, threw, I put like a little Connor on there, and I would obsessively look. It's like, hey, did the number go up? Are people <laughs> checking this out? And they they were. It would go up. Yeah. Like I don't know, like 20, 30 views a day, which you know was a lot. That's a lot. Like, yeah. Holy crap! People were were they were emailing me. Wow. So I felt like I was doing something good. Yeah. Especially for fans fans of this movie, I was like, well, surely they these guys probably don't have anyone to talk to about this movie right they felt the same way i did so yeah let's keep let's let's keep going let's um let's dedicate this year (laughs) or or the foreseeable future to uh this website (laughs) so at some point i mean i don't know exactly how soon this is but at some point you get kevin reaches out to you (laughs) so yeah it was literally i think it was maybe two or three months later wow okay so pretty quick yeah that's pretty fast i remember i got yeah I, i got an email from someone who was like hey i work Kevin Smith, he saw your clerk's website. He he like he really likes what you did. Here's our number. Call him tomorrow. Wow. And I was like, I was like, wait, I was like, holy shit. And then I remember at the at the end, it was like, this is real. Like this yeah, is yeah, really. He, yeah. It's really like, oh, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. This is cool. I remember I'm sitting in my dumpy apartment. <laughs> I might dial up modem and I'm like, I'm doing like triple takes. I was like, what the hell? This so is- so what do you think he wants to talk to you about? Are you like are you I don't like- know? I think the email kind of in tone that he liked what i did but yeah. i wasn't sure i was right. like okay 
Because you, you probably didn't think like, oh, he wants me to make no, websites oh God, no. or do graphic design or whatever no, it is. No, so I'm like, okay, well, why does he want to talk to me? This could be serious. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> Did so you think he might want to like be like, take down oh, your yeah, website? Oh, yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah, that's, you know, that's what, yeah, of course, absolutely. So I didn't know. I, you know, to me, he was, you know, a big Hollywood director. <laughs> He's so like, like, hey, we like your website. Get an unmarked yeah. van and come downtown with us. Yeah. So to me, he was, he was in the Hollywood system, but yeah. I had read, you know, being a, an obsessive fan at this point, I read his background about how he, he worked in that convenience store. Sure. He used 10 credit cards, sold his combo collection. Right. He got yeah. money from the two cars that got flooded. Yeah. Um, dropped out of film school. Like I knew him, his story back and forth. So yeah. I, you know, so I had an inkling, like it probably wasn't an angry call. Yeah, right. But I wasn't, I couldn't wasn't be sure. certain though. So you call him up. I couldn't be certain. So I remember that night I couldn't sleep and I was like, holy crap, this is really cool. To, to yeah. me, this was like Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. A rep from Spielberg's office or George Lucas. Yeah. Even mailing me and saying that they said they liked something I did. Like some, it was, he, Kevin was something I really, I really admired. It's, it's strange too, because this is the first time you've really put like a lot of effort into a creative endeavor in oh, general yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be crazy to get that kind of recognition immediately it was yeah it was pretty cool but yeah. i had known how much work i put into it that's so true yeah like, that's okay, true too yeah you know, that's true too i was very glad that i stood out hopefully yeah. in the right ways yeah 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 so i remember i think the things that hey call at noon so yeah i remember calling the number and i checked i double checked it was a 908 area code so mm -hmm. it was new jersey yeah so like jersey area code kevin's in jersey so right. okay this must it must be real this should be legit. Yeah. I remember calling and the phone rings a couple times and I and it picks up and I hear a voice on the other and I was like, hello. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, uh, my name is Ming. Uh, Kevin asked me to call him at this time. And the, the voice is like, he's not here right now. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I uh, I guess, can I leave my number? And maybe, uh, uh, my name again, my name's Ming. Can you yeah. have him call me back? Yeah. So I go, all right, thanks. And the phone hangs up and i was like oh wow that sounded a lot like jay jay from jay, jay of jay and sound bob from clerks yeah and lo and behold it was wow for whatever reason he was he was picking up the phone at the the, the office the view skew office that day yeah yeah like he was the receptionist i'm like that can't be right like jay <laughs> why would jay why would jay he's a big movie star Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 Right. He, yeah. He just had. He was in a very successful movie. Why is Jay Jason Mewes picking up the phone? Yeah. At the production office, I had no. I couldn't wrap my head around it. It yeah. was just so weird. Yeah. Um. So Kevin calls you back. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 Eventually, he calls me back, and I'm just like, "Holy shit!" Like that's Silent Bob. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. talking to me. He's like, "Hey, man, what's up?" I was like, "Okay." He sounds happy. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, I'm about to like light the match, like pour gasoline on my computers and my hard drives and like light it on fire. <laughs> like I'm about to flick the, the lighter. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, hey, man. I was like, okay, that's that's good, right? Hey, man's good, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, hey uh, hi. Hi, this is Ming. Thanks for calling me back. And he's like, hey, man, I really like what you did. I'm like, okay. Yeah. No, don't have to light my computer on fire. Right, right. It's like, I really like what you did. Um, I thought, it was, uh, you know, I... I, I it really blew my mind. Uh, I just saw. It. I, w I was at an internet cafe yeah. in town. And I saw it. I was like, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I was like, can you can you do more? I'm like, can I do more what? He's like, can you do more websites? I'm gonna. Um, I'm starting a production company. I'm gonna make more movies. Right. I have all this stuff that I uh, this website, this internet thing looks like it might take off. Yeah. I have a lot of stuff uh, like photos, like all this behind the scenes stuff. Do you think could you help me put this all up online? Like you know, make a website for my production company. Right. I I, I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. I, 
Yeah, for sure. He's like, all right, give me your address. I'm going to send you a box of stuff. Right. And uh, I'm going to send you a list of stuff that I want and, right. um, uh, you know, get to work. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. This is cool. So uh, next day I get a FedEx. I'd never gotten a FedEx before. <laughs> yeah. And if you watch uh, Bowfinger, that yeah. movie Bowfinger, yeah. Eddie Murphy and Eddie Steve Murphy, Martin, yeah. only important people get FedExes. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Like, it was a box. It said, like, it came next day. Yeah, right. Like, a dude in a uniform delivered it. Yeah. And I remember opening it, and inside were a little, they weren't even four by sixes. They were three by five black and white stills from clerks. Oh. That they had just taken on a. Oh, and they're they're saying put them up on the website? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent me a bunch of, like, three by fives from clerks. Yeah. Uh, He sent me a program from the Cannes Film Festival for clerks. It was all in French. Yeah. Um, Sent me a bunch of eight by tens from Mallrats, stills from Mallrats. Rats. And so had uh, Mallrats come out at this time or not yet? Uh, it did, yeah. It I just think um, it just come out, I believe. Right, right, right. And um, yeah, it just come out. It just flopped, but um, yeah, at the box office. And uh, yeah, there's all this stuff in the uh, in this FedEx box, and I was like, holy crap! To me, as a fan, yeah, I was like, well, nobody else has this. Yeah, of course. It was like George Lucas sending me a lightsaber, <laughs> yeah, and right, you know, right, like right. a stormtrooper helmet, <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah. sand from Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it was yeah. really awesome. I was like, holy crap! This is. I remember looking at it. I was like, wow, this is awesome. That's and I remember so my head was like, this was in Jersey yesterday. Yeah, like Kevin Smith put this in a box with his own hands. Yeah, yeah, and then had it mailed to me. I thought that was really cool. Oh so, yeah. So so, what is the implication now? He's going to hire you, obviously. So well, you like, it wasn't even really that. It was like we well, just build this for me. Like, oh yeah. We didn't, you know, we, we didn't, didn't talk, talk like about financials it. or anything. Like, yeah. I don't. I didn't. I didn't even care. So you so you thought I like finally basically got like an important project. That exactly. I, That's what it was. It was you know, it was a creative project you could focus yeah, on. It was something that you know I'd spent all this time learning how to code and right. you know write HTML and all this stuff. It was like right. something. Like a project that wasn't that was meaningful, yeah, for somebody that I wanted to impress greatly, right? Exactly, and, uh, that I could pour like all like all my heart into, yeah, making it awesome. It was pretty cool. That, like, I and I don't know how many people get to do that. To be honest with you, exactly. Yeah. So this happens. You're still probably a junior in college yeah. at this point in time. Yeah, flipping out. Like, <laughs> I just got all this like you know holy grail stuff from uh, a filmmaker that I really liked. Yeah, and then I remember. Um, he sent me the a, a long email about what he wanted. So he was like, "Hey, I want a new section where we update everybody." Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm doing a uh, gallery of uh, where you put photos that no one's ever seen before. Right. Um, you know about the movies. Yeah. Um, uh, there, yeah, the you know clips, all you know all this stuff. Um, and, and but I remember at the end, it was like, "Hey." Is there any way you can put something where I can communicate with my fans? I'm thinking probably a chat room. Yeah. I'm like, a, he was, because Kevin started out in AOL. Right, back right. Back then, the AOL chat rooms, rooms were huge. Right. Yep. And I'm like, a chat room? Is like, you want to pick up girls on your website? I was like, yeah, I guess I could figure that out. He's like, no, yeah. no, 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 I want to talk to my fans. Yeah, yeah. I want to, I really want a way to communicate with my fans. And I'm like, that's, that's cool. I, no one's ever done that. Right. No one. Right, I know. Yeah. No one, like. Tarantino wasn't doing it. Yeah, of course. Rodriguez wasn't doing it. Spielberg, Lucas, yeah. uh, you know, any Scorsese. Right. I was like, wow, that's you're like, you want to talk to ordinary people? He was like, yeah, yeah, I, re- I want a way to communicate with my fans. I'm like, um, well, let me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we can make this happen. Yeah. And um, I started re- doing research on chat rooms and um, I stumbled upon this software which would allow you to put up instead of a chat room a message board. Message board, right. Where people could go and post a question and then you could go under it and post an answer. Right, right. And you could you could copy the the question. Yeah. Post a reply. Right. And I played around with it. I was like, "Hey, this is kind of cool." Yeah. This is and um 
way less chaotic than a chat room. Oh, yeah. Way more easier to follow. Yeah. And I remember going back to Kevin and I was like, hey, instead of a chat room, what do you think about a message board where people can post a question and you can go and answer them whenever you have time? Right. It's like a chat room, you probably have to schedule like an hour or two here and there. It's right, right. Schedule time. You have to be on, you know, you got to kind of hang out there. Yeah. If you leave early, like after five minutes, people might get li- might get mad. Yeah. At least with this, you can just go down and answer whenever you want for as long as you want. Yeah. Or if, or if you just answer one question a day, that's still cool too. Yeah. And he's like, all right, show me how it works. And I put it up. He's like, yeah, this could, this will work. Yeah. This is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is, uh, which was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, that message board like spawned the whole online community and it was, it was, it was cool. Kevin would go on there. Sometimes for hours a day, sometimes for minutes a day, and just answer any almost any question. Yeah, and that's and so this is kind of so the clerk's website is really turning into like a view askew yeah. website at that point in time because Mallrats is coming out, yep. so more is happening, and you're making this communications yep. aspect of it. Um, so you know you're going into I've, eventually you're going into your senior year of college, yeah, and you're doing all this stuff, and you yep. probably care way more about this than college. Oh yeah, for sure. I was like, well, what, yeah, what do I do now? But um, <laughs> did yeah. you eventually settle on a major? I, I did finally. I'm like, well, what's the you know the uh, the, the you know the internet starts picking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, web. I, I remember somewhere in that in that year, yeah, a travel company was like, hey, we'll give you a hundred bucks if you can put up a, this website. Yeah, a website for us. Right. Can you can you do that? I'm like hundred a whole hundred dollars? Like hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're, it's like you're gonna pay me to do this? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Just well, like, what do you want? And I remember I think they gave me a business card with their logo on it and yeah. some other stuff. And um yeah, I remember do that. I remember getting the check. I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. Yeah. And then slowly, you know, you start picking up little jobs like this. And then I found out there were companies out there right. that would hire you to to put up websites. Yeah. I was like, Holy crap, this could turn into something bigger. Wow. It's like I need to get out of here. Then yeah. Now I I gotta find some kind of major. And I looked around. I was like, well, with everything I've done up in this right. point, your college career, the classes you've already completed. Yeah. What's the quickest way to get out of here that is still kind of related to what I'm doing? Yeah. And I looked, and um, I found out like if I got a communications major, yep, I could get out of there quick. Yeah. I have I have a major in film, and I have a minor in communications, yeah. and it's only because my classes added up to a minor in communications. Yeah. I never had a plan of getting it. And I remember I was like, wait, I remember seeing the communications thing, and yeah. I remembered that a lot of my favorite athletes, yeah, had degrees in communication. And I was like, all right, so that must be a way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. must be a way out. Yeah, communications yeah yeah, yeah right it's so general exactly yeah exactly and it's um, funny because now you're basically working in that field yeah that's what exactly you do. yeah it's, yeah it's Which communications for the most part but it was so vague and like yeah. the requirements to get a communications degree were you know where it was pretty is you didn't have to do that much really right. Right. so i took the necessary classes i was mm-hmm. like okay i can get out in four and a half years if i do this so right. you finished it up yeah and at that at that time there were actually a couple classes that would and embraced like websites. Yeah, and sure, right. Especially, especially in that major. Yeah, yeah, like not full on, but there were elements where you could, right. uh, you could like. I think one of my final projects was to like set up a website. I was like, right. well, geez, I've been doing this for a couple of years already. Right, right. And um, so do you, so you get out of college pretty quickly after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a year, year and a half later. And about, so, and so, what's going on with uh, with the VSQ stuff? Is it like uh, an it's idea? growing? Uh, we built this kind of online community, which was cool. There are people that would, that would hang out there all day. Yeah, kind of like a Facebook type thing. Right. And not only were they communicating with kevin but they were making friends with each other yeah so they would uh they they would communicate with each other on right. there and it was it was 
it was, was cool to be part of the community. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, you know, I, you know, I was like, I just, you know, I just wrote some code and, and uploaded. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You're the one but that built this. Yeah. The, you know, these people who are fans like me are finding each other. Right. And like, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. I made this yeah. happen. And on top of that, Kevin himself was coming on there. Yeah. And in 95, 96, that thrill. Yeah. We find out Kevin, the Kevin Smith. Yeah. Answered your question. That thrill is still here there now. Yeah, exactly. He answers your exactly. tweet. Exactly. I, I was going to say, he's still at you're the still, forefront yeah. of the type of person that is in touch with fans all the time. Yeah. And you're, and you're still like, holy shit. He, yeah. The Kevin Smith answered my question. Right, right. Yeah. Like, that's, it's that's a amazing. cool feeling. Yeah. That's but amazing. back then, it was like, it was mind blowing. <laughs> So so you get out of college and are you like oh I got to get a real I got to get a job? Yeah 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 so I I started applying for jobs and at, at this point the internet was pretty hot. Yeah. The uh you know if you had skills to put up uh anything website related. Yeah. It was uh, it was pretty desirable. So I think I got I literally got hired I think 2 or 3 weeks after graduation. Yeah, right. Which was pretty great. I was, I looked for jobs where my girlfriend was going to school in Maryland. There you go. And um yeah, I remember going on I think my very first job interview I scored I got that job in Maryland. Yeah. Wow. So you um, moved to it's actually in, in Virginia, but it was on that really that kind of uh, where Maryland, Virginia, and Washington D.C. all go together. Right, right, right. But I remember I got the interview. I was like, "Hey, we'll interview, and then uh, I'm gonna take. We're gonna take you out to dinner." Yeah. And I'm like, they don't take people out to dinner if they're not gonna <laughs> Get hire the them. Yeah, right. So I think the interview was actually a formality. Like they had right. seen what I'd done. Um, I don't know if they're familiar with Kevin. Right per se but i think they saw that in the resume yeah and they're like oh that's wow that's really cool this guy was good enough to yeah get impress a guy in person. hollywood exactly right um so so you go take this job yeah and you're doing web design yeah yeah i'm designing uh websites for a non-profit company how long did you work there for i was there for a year okay and this company was pretty cool it was yeah a, it was a dude who had a, a computer company yeah got bought out for a hundred million whoa and he was like all right well i just now i want to do good so he started oh, a that's non-profit awesome. Helping other internet entrepreneurs. That's crazy. That's that's really cool. Yeah. So, so this is fairly, like 90- it was fairly laid back for the most part. That's really cool. So this is ninety six, ninety seven. Uh, ninety seven. Yeah, January ninety seven when, was when I started. I think. Wow. So you're there for a year, and what changes at the end of the year? Um, I I I had found. I was like, wait, am I? I can get, I'm going to get other jobs, like better, you know, better paying jobs. Better paying jobs. Yeah. After this, you know, nonprofits great. And so the whole time but, you're still working on the view yep, skew I would, stuff. I would work on the, the job board. at night or in the day. Yeah. And I'd go home at night and do all the all the stuff that Kevin wanted. Wow, that's crazy. You know, maintain the website, uh, put stuff, uh, you know, maintain the message board. Wow. Um, Kevin was pretty fairly active in the media at this right. point. He was doing interviews and stuff. So I would, I remember, I would literally I would record the interviews or whatever on VHS wow. and then transfer yeah. them. To, I would digitize them. <laughs> And then put him up online. Wow. If he had a, a print article. And, and uh, I remember he was doing a lot of articles in Details Magazine. Yeah. Like when I don't think that, I don't love that magazine's around anymore. Yeah. But that was kind of like the cool hip magazine back right, then. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I would scan it. I would transcribe it. Wow. All this stuff. And I would put that up just so everyone could have access to it. I was basically stealing content. Yeah. <laughs> but it was his <laughs> content. Time, yeah. He, and he was like, well, the, yeah, put it up. For yeah. Sure. Right. So, all right. So you get another job. Do you move or do you stay in Maryland? Nope, same thing. Uh, I, I, yeah. My first job was in Virginia. I ended right. up getting a job uh, as a government contractor in DC. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Better paying. Like, you know, it was, I think, yeah, it was just it was money, money was probably most of that mo- motivating factor. And how'd you, how long did you stay there? Uh, I was there, for, I think, two, like three years ish. Wow. So, so at this point in time, you, you're working on this USQ stuff yep. for like five years, kind of like moonlighting and just doing yep, it at exactly. night. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I would do it. It would do it all at night. Sometimes 
at the real job if no one was looking i would go and like do stuff uh <laughs> did you ever like go out and be like oh i'm gonna go to like uh, a rap party or like anything like that um i th- it did uh yeah i mean um so during that period uh kevin shot i remember he asked me to come out for chasing amy, chasing amy but yeah. i had i had no way to get to I was oh yeah to new jersey so i'm like all right next time but yeah. uh, by the time dogma rolled around yeah and, shot in 98 in the summer i want to say like may june at that time if i remember correctly yeah maybe even earlier april right um i was living in dc they were shooting in pittsburgh oh yeah and um so it was close enough that it made sense oh i mean yeah i I was like dude i'll drive seven hours yeah yeah yeah. kevin smith movie hell yeah yeah yeah, i remember um he's like hey uh i I, i'm gonna put you in dogma can you get to pittsburgh and hang out for a couple days yeah um, on this date and i'm like hell yeah so yeah yeah i remember going out there like in a hotel room and, and i remember um yeah it was just like you just show up at this address and i was like holy crap there's a real film set yeah yeah and all that and uh, i had a blast i befriended the the whole crew yeah i think um some of them were like hey man that's the website guy and yeah, i was like holy yeah. shit like they knew who i am <laughs> yeah because you're part of this but from this like place where you're like physically far right. away but you can communicate with yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. that's a really funny like juxtaposition yeah it was cool and, you know it was a, you know even though it was low lower budget it was still a real film set with yeah. like grip trucks and lighting yeah and uh and the whole crew was like real friendly to me well, i remember one guy was like hey man you want to see the poop monster I'm like holy crap he's like hey come he had to keep it uh, <laughs> under wraps hush hush but yeah i was inside of a trailer and i was like holy crap that's awesome oh that's so funny that's cool. and he's like hey man you want to see the poop i'm like yeah it was in these like 55 gallon steel barrels yeah and all that so they were like they wanted to show me everything yeah. they're really really open about um all this stuff and i you know my mind is just like my mind is blowing i was like on a real film set yeah yeah and then i remember i got there and i saw kevin's like hey thanks for coming down and I was like, hey, so like, why you just throw me in the background or something? That's cool. I yeah. just like, I yeah. get, well, I get to be on a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't have any acting experience. Like, you right. just gonna throw me in the background or something. Like, I'm gonna walk across the street. He's like, oh no, I got plans for you. I was like, I'm like, so what are we doing? And I, he, he didn't really tell me much until yeah. like that. Um, we were about to shoot. He's like, all right, so um, we're gonna be at a strip club. Yeah. And you're gonna sit next to me and Jane Song Bob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as Jane Song Bob. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna play a strip club patron. And I'm like, oh whoa, that's pretty cool. And he's like, all right, but no, that but that's not all. So Salma Hayek's gonna come out. She's gonna start taking her clothes off. <laughs> and I needed to act like you're liking it. <laughs> and you said, I'm okay. I'm like, huh? Oh man, can I do this? I'm like, I could do. Yeah, I got this. I got this. Like, this, yeah, yeah. Satanical pandemonium for dust till dawn. <laughs> I get to do that. Yeah, yeah, so we're right. not at the titty twister. It's like, right. dude, done. Right, right. So right. I was just like, I was just tickled. I got to be next yeah. to Chance on Bob from Clerks and yeah, Marats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and now you're now that there's been, th- you know, this is the third next movie yep. after Clerks, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, I'm part of this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, pretty awesome. So, so that's awesome. So do you go back to? Um, so yeah, DC? we shot that. Yeah, well, we shot that for for two days. Yeah, it's cool. I got to and and you know, again, my mind's just. Yeah, it's like it just keeps getting better. Right. I remember I'm sitting this like, and uh, you know, I get a tap on the shoulder. It's like, man, like, do you miss this? Is uh, this is uh, this is Chris Rock? Like, do you yep. meet him? Like, holy crap! Like, <laughs> Saturday Night Live's Chris Rock is like standing behind me. Right, right. You know, here's Linda Fiorentino from right. a bunch of other movies I I had seen. Yeah, Salma Hayek. So it was pretty awesome. That's amazing. So you go back to Washington D.C. Are you are you like? Man, like I wish I was more part of that world, and I'm going back to my normal uh, not job. Not necessarily. I didn't no. really feel like I belonged. Yeah, you know, I'm not a right. filmmaker, so I'm yeah, like, right, I, right. Did, I do what I do, and you know, right. I, I just felt lucky. Yeah, and you're like, I got to spend even like 
two days on a Kevin Smith set. Like yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And then you're, and you go home and you still get to communicate with everybody yeah, that loves yeah. this stuff. And you're even more part of the inside of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. And you know, I got to be in a movie. like, Holy crap. This is, this is freaking, this is amazing. It's so, it was mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember two weeks later, I get this thing in the mail. Like they paid me. Yeah. I got paid. <laughs> I got paid. I got paid a hundred bucks. <laughs> And so, so what happens? Cool. You go back to Washington D.C. Yeah, and I just, you know, I was like, all right, back, you know, back to work. Right, right, back right. To work. So, how much longer did you work for that? For as a government contractor? Um, I was there almost th- about two and a half years after that. So, wow. Yeah. And so, and so, what happens during this time? The website is continuing to grow. Still, I mean, yeah, it's still going. Yeah. Um. If, yeah. Uh, eventually, I, I grew. I grew the balls to be like, hey, um, can I get paid for this? Like, I've been. <laughs> I worked years for free because I didn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the, it was right. so much fun that I um right I didn't even think to ask, but a lot of people were like, "You're not getting paid for this. You should ask for something." So and, and it's gonna be if it's around the year like ninety nine two thousand, the internet is becoming a thing that people yeah. are getting used to. Yeah, which and so so much more people are probably, you know, uh, going to the website, communicating with each other, using it, and so you're seeing the traffic build. I'm guessing. Yeah, for sure. And I think at this point, I kind of signed this like multi year deal with Miramax, so he was getting some money, so he could right. He was able to afford uh, to to throw something over, right? So, but I never even really thought to be like I was like, hey, everyone's paying me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, it was like, you put me in a movie, like that's worth more than gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right. I got a hundred bucks. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but I, um, yeah, that was it. It was cool. I never thought of. Uh, I was pretty happy. Just all right, I'll do this by day. Yeah. Do that by night. You know, yeah. have a salary, health insurance here, and then I right. get to do cool stuff at night. Yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty awesome. That's awesome. So at some point, you must make the transition from working in these jobs to working for Kevin directly. Yeah. Well, there's more. There's stuff that happened between then and there. Oh yeah. So I think in '99. It's crazy to think about you being in Dogma because I remember that. And then there's still years where you're just working in Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah, after yeah. that. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I was good steady work. Though, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. it was so I I could care I could have cared less about what I was working there right was, right right there was no love there I was going you know you go there for the paycheck like most people do yeah 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 and it was it was easy right it, it was easy enough right so did you get a different job or did you no, stay no, at that I job? stayed there but I think somewhere I think uh, early ninety nine um I remember getting I got an email um well I, at this point with the message board it was pretty active yeah and all of a sudden we start seeing Ben Affleck posting on there yeah he yeah. starts getting involved he starts interacting with people yeah. Um, Jason Lee would pop on every so often. Yeah. Um, I think for some reason, like Cameron Crowe popped up a couple times. <laughs> I think he'd gotten wind of the site. That's and, awesome. um, that's great. So I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know how he found that. I remember somebody was comparing Jerry Maguire to like clerks yeah. or dogma. And, he, um, I remember this dude, he, he called it Jerry McShit. He's like, he's like Jerry Maguire is awful, man. It might as well be called Jerry McShit. Yeah. And underneath it was Cameron Crowe going, as the creator of Jerry McShit, I respectfully <laughs> beg to differer. And uh, we found out it was really him. I was like, holy shit, man. That's this is pretty cool. That's really funny. Uh, but at some point, Ben started posting on there. And yeah. then I think he, um, at some point, he was like, hey, man, can you build me a website with my own message board? Oh, like, wow. I feel bad. I don't know if he felt bad or maybe somebody said something, but he's like, Hey, maybe I should get my own site yeah, and get yeah. my own message board. Right. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, totally, man. I'll build oh, your wow, own Oh, that's really interesting. Website. I didn't even know that part of the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we grabbed like Affleck.com yeah. at that point and yeah. we put a, a Ben Affleck website up oh, that's awesome. there where he could, it was his own kind of Kevin Smith view message board right. for the most part. 
and um, it was right before that movie Forces of Nature came out. So oh, that yeah. was kind of like the the big movie that came out after he launched the website. Wow, that's was, really funny. It was fun. Um, but that led to Ben and Matt launching an internet startup company. Right. In late 99, 2000 called Live Planet. Mm. And for anybody out there who remembers the TV show Project Greenlight on yes, HBO. right, HBO, yeah. That was their first project. So, oh. So Project Greenlight, their, their whole goal with their our internet startup was to combine uh, the real world with the online world with some kind of contest. Right. And so Project Greenlight was a script writing contest where right. you were a screenwriter. You could submit your script to this website. Yeah. Then um, anybody else competing would randomly be assigned another script. Yeah, they would review and rate it, and yeah. then the one one uh, they would whittle it down to one winner, and that that the dude who wrote that script got to make his movie mm-hmm. and direct it. Right, I remember that. And it was this is two thousand, so way ahead of its time. Right, yeah, I was gonna but, say yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, and um, so at that point he was like, "Hey man, uh, I," he was like, "Hey." Starting up my own internet company, you you know a thing or two about the internet. Do you want to come work for this company? Right, because because you're spending so much time doing this stuff, you must be like considering the idea of like maybe I should just do this stuff if you can make yeah. money during it. Yeah, but yeah, the other job was so stable and yeah, easy, true, steady yeah. paycheck, health insurance, all this stuff. Right, right. I was like, well, I could do all of this. Yeah, I right. Do all this, but I remember he was like, hey, I um, I think we're gonna need you full time. Like, what's it? What would wow. it take to? Wow. What would it take to leave the other job and work? Full time, and I remember uh, I threw out this crazy, somewhat crazy number, not super crazy, but it was yeah. a lot more than I was making at the other job. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I don't know if you, I don't know what you would say to this, but how about this much? He's like, done. Wow, I was like, oh That's crap, great. I was that's like, awesome. Okay, well, let me give some time to transition from that other job. Yeah, but yeah, and can uh, and can you stay living where you are? At first, yes. Yeah, <laughs> at first <laughs> right. I was like, that's the only condition. I was like, I can't leave now. I right, right, right. I got a life here. I was like, oh, you know, you've been doing it remotely from from here on. You seem to be doing a good job. Right. You can still do that. And I was like, holy crap, I'm gonna work from home. Yeah. Make some pretty good salary, and you know, get this kind of prestige of working yeah. at a, uh, with Ben and Matt. I'm like, absolutely. Man. Yeah. So yeah. And was, still um, doing the view view skew stuff. Yeah. Too. It was a good feeling, like yeah. being that in demand. Yeah. Exactly. That's and, amazing. Uh, it was. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. So eventually, I transitioned from another job, started working for Live Planet full time. Wow. But at some point, they're like, hey, listen. Uh, I know we said you could stay, but we really need you out in LA. Wow. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, let's, yeah it'd just be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, you know, uh, you know, who knows what this could lead to? I'm going to sure. pay me well enough to right. move out there. Now it's become the career. Yeah. You so know I don't I mean? really want to leave, but L- yeah, LA sounds like fun. So sure. uh, in May 2001, right. I ended up moving to LA for. Wow. Um, to work full time at Life Planet. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. How long did you live in LA? I was there for about a year. How'd you like it? Uh it it was fun only because like I was dating and I had just gotten engaged before yeah. I moved out. Right. But um, you know, for the most part, like if, if for anybody who wants to go to for anybody who wants to go to LA, my two pieces of advice for you is uh, you know, for the, I guess the ultimate experiences, uh, you know, ideally you're somewhat young, somewhere in your twenties. Yeah. So I moved out when I was 26. Um, you have money. Money is very important out there. Yeah. You're right. going to run out because everything costs money there. Right. Park at the grocery store costs yeah. money. Yeah. Um, you know, everything, everything yeah. costs money. And then like, even I wasn't single, but you know, you know, I was engaged, but you know, it, it, it doesn't, it, 
I, you would have more fun if you're single. Hey, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, especially if you're. Are you in a long distance relationship or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, exactly. she was gonna follow me and move out you know, like a year later. Wow. Or half a year later, we had planned something out. Right, right, yeah. right. Wow. So, all right. So but and, that's yeah. That, I mean, for that year it was pretty fun because I had all, I was kind of sort of had all three of those in a way. Yeah. Right. 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 And you and you kind of so that you must have this kind of like. Well, now I've switched into I created the job I want to have. Yeah, more or less. And, and people really want me to do it, and yeah. so you're kind of taking a leap into. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, well, I was like, you know, this, uh, this is Ben and Matt. Like, this could lead to huge things. So yeah, I take a shot. So. Right, right. All right. So you're there for a year. What changes at the end of the year? Uh, nine eleven. Oh boy, September eleventh, yeah. the big one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As Brian so. has a good laugh. <laughs> Yeah, it was chugging along pretty great. Um, so you know, in addition to live, uh, live um, project Greenlight, yeah, um, we're the other big project that they got all this funding for and approval for. Yeah, was a TV show called The Runner, right? In which uh, teams of people, I think it was it was supposed to be teams of two, yeah, tr- running around the country, yeah, trying to find um, like clues hidden objects, all this stuff that would ultimately lead them to like a million dollar prize. Yeah. And the million dollar prize was going to be something crazy like a, like a treasure chest full of like African cougarons or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then they would be help from clues from people on the internet who would also be participating. Right. And helping them out. So uh, again, combining real world, internet world and a competition. Wow. That's awesome. And, yeah. They called it the three balls concept. That was their big, that was their big, <laughs> kind of um uh, model back then it's like no man we're all about the three balls that's hilarious I'm like wow and that was i was going chugging along it was supposed to be on abc yeah abc giving them a ton of money to develop it because yeah. there was no way for you know there was no engine yeah built for this kind of thing yeah right and all this testing went in into it um and then 9-11 happened and they're like strangers running around looking at like weird hidden packages yeah around the world and like chasing after each other and all this stuff gonna fly was not gonna fly in a post 9-11 world like immediately after so you know abc was like we're not gonna do this you know we're gonna cut the funding wow and that was something that live plan was really banking on right and they're like all right well listen uh yeah i remember they called us on doing the room like listen we're gonna start laying people off tomorrow like whoa you know we're sorry but that's you know that we can't sustain wow you know the Without that, they yeah. didn't have a third project really that was that had any funding. So right, right. They were like, "Well, you know, we kind of hired all these people f- to work on that as well." Wow. And uh, you know, sorry, I had to end this way, but uh, you know, tomorrow we're gonna be laying most of you off. And uh, wow. I remember it sucked, man. Dude, it was a great job. The hours were very long. Yeah, I remember we were required to be there from nine to seven every five right. days a week. Yeah, and then sometimes beyond. Right, and right. it was you know it was, inter- it was a startup company, so right. you work startup hours. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I you know I, I had fun though. I yeah, fun. I remember <laughs> I remember the thing I really loved about working there was we had a vending machine in there, but it was free. Yeah. So you just oh wow. Hit the buttons yeah, and get yeah, whatever yeah. you wanted. That's awesome. It was fun. You know, it was hard work. It was yeah. long hours, but it was it was fun as well. Man, and, well, um, well, this this is funny because like we're coming up on uh, on the store closing, and there's going to be a Tell Em Steve Dave recording. So maybe we 
stop here as like a cliffhanger. Sure, yeah. And we do Find a part what two sometimes. That, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So next time I come up, we'll do a part two. You yeah. want to do that? Yeah, absolutely. This is amazing. Oh, this there's more to tell. There's yeah, a whole, I was going to say, we only, we're up to 2001 we only right got now. to 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> we got from Ming's birth to 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> the um, two greatest tragedies in the I history think, uh, of the country. I, 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 st- I still, I always tell this story. Though, we, you know, I remember working at Life Plan. It, it was yeah. hard work. Yeah. But... And uh, um, you know, people are always like, "Wow, what, did Ben and Mac ever come in? Yeah, they own the company." I was like, yeah. "All right, I I saw Matt Damon once, yeah, <laughs> because at that time he's working, I think, on Ocean's Eleven, right, and The Born Identity. So yeah. he was in Prague, and he was right. he had shot that whole year. So I only saw him once. I got to, I rode up in an elevator with him, and I thought it was cool. Yes." I was like, hey, man, like, yeah. I, I'm Ming. I, like, I, I work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, man, I know who you are because you've known me from all the Kevin stuff. Oh, that's awesome. So I thought that was cool. That and is then cool. Ben actually came in for a solid month. Yeah. Uh, I guess he just wanted to feel like what it was to go to work every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At his own company. I actually, he had his own office. Yeah. And I remember he he would smoke in there. But you weren't allowed to smoke inside, even back then. Yeah, but no right. one would tell him. Yeah, of no course. one would tell him that you weren't allowed to smoke in the building. Yeah, so, of course, of course. So there, it was. Just, it was almost like you were smoking weed. Like we had to buy smoke eaters. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. and like spray it down. Right, right, right. Um, That's so funny. But I remember his birthday is August fifteenth. Yeah. And I remember coming in. Everyone's real excited. I was like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" And they were like, "Hey, you didn't hear? Uh, ben says we're all going to Vegas for his birthday." I was like, holy shit, really? The whole company? He's like, yeah. He was like, you know, you guys work really hard. I want to take you, you know, wow. take you all of Live Planet. Yeah. It's like 20, 25 people. We're all going to go spend a weekend in Vegas on me. Wow. Celebrate my birthday. Damn. And I remember we're all talking about who's rooming with who, like, yeah. you know, what we're going to do. I was really, it was like, what company? Yeah. I don't know. Not a lot of companies do that, I think. Yeah. And, you know, we're a party with, with Ben. So, we're like, open door access, everything in Vegas is going to be awesome. And then I think, Two or three weeks later, I remember coming in and everyone's like really bummed out, sad. I'm like, hey, man, what's what's going on? They're like, you didn't hear? <laughs> I guess I, like no one told me anything. Yeah. I'm like, no, what's going on? They're like, oh, Ben just went to rehab. Oh, he's, man. Um, he's, I'm like, for what? Because I didn't, I never saw any problem. Yeah. And like he's, you know, he went to, I guess he's got an alcohol problem. Wow. He uh, he just went to rehab. And uh, I'm like, oh man, that that sucks. But well, I hope he gets better. That's that's a good move for him. Like, did, you know, did he get into a DUI or anything? He's like, no, he checked himself involuntarily. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And they're like, oh, by the way, uh, we're not going to Vegas yeah. anymore. That the trip is Yeah, you're is like, off. is he still meeting us in Vegas? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's probably not the environment he wants yeah. to be in. Right, right. And I was like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah. So man. my joke, right to this day, I'm like, man, dude owes me a trip to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> or was this trip to Vegas, man. Like, I mean, right? Yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah. I, I admire so. that he went and took care of himself, but but what a Come rug on, to pull out from people. <laughs> yeah, right? right. Oh, man. What a rug to pull out from people. So That's so funny. I'm sure I remember. I think I've seen him a couple of times since then. I've never brought it up. But I, I yeah. think next time I see him. Yeah. Do I, it. Hopefully so. I think I might have to bring that up. Oh, that's so funny. Well, yeah, yeah man. Let's call this the end of part one, and we'll, okay. we'll continue this in part two. Right, you know, we're going to start from nine eleven. All right, nine twelve. The next one will start. Yeah, nine twelve for <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. Cool. Go. Cool. All right, man. Well, thanks for doing this. No, absolutely. You've always been uh, a good dude. You've always been very welcoming to <laughs> always, me. Always, man. It, always. It, it's going to get to a point where I come and meet you for the first time in like two thousand nine, and you don't even know about it yet. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell you about it. All right. It's fun. I can't wait. What? That's it. That's the. That's the oh. cliffhanger. You like that. And his name is actually, you know, the, you know, the truth is that Ming's real first name is Cliff, right? And he got it changed to Ming. Do you know that? Just, well, his name is Cliff Chen. I don't believe you. I swear to God. It was one of the one true threes on Tell Him Steve Dave.
And Walt got wicked pissed at him a long time ago. I'm with Walt. Because everyone knew about it. As always. And he was like, you told us that's already, blah, blah, blah. And oh. everyone knew it so they could guess which one was real. All right. Anyway, great, right? Yeah. Cliffhanger. With old Cliff Chen. Yep. A.K.A. Ming Chen. Uh, yeah, it was great. I, I He got so deeply into right. the story. I was surprised. And I love it. And uh, I can't wait to continue it. I think as of right now, we're recording this on September 1st. I think I'll be back down in Red Bank in the next couple of weeks. Right. So we're going to do part two, and that'll come out hopefully in quick succession. Um, but we have two, have two more interviews, um, including, uh, you know, Mike Zapsick is coming up. Nice. As is Brian Johnson, oh. the godfather of Tell Him Steve Dave. That's what he makes us call him. Yes, that's right. Um, I don't think Brian Johnson would like me if he met oh, me. Oh, he'd like you. Mm. He th- if you'd have to, we'd have to like hang out a little bit, and he'd have to get what you what you are and who you are. I'm a meek uh, little mouse man, and he'd, he'd throw some some jabs at you, and he'd love it. Oh, he'd throw some jabs, and I'd run away crying. Uh, he, he he would he would like it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, you can follow us on Facebook if you like Facebook at the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Discount Chuck. You can follow Brad. Yes. On Twitter and Instagram, at Brad Rohr. That's B-R-A-D-R-O-H-R-E-R. But before we go, I did want to tell a funny story. Ooh, what do we about have? About another one of our famous buddies. And his oh name boy. is <laughs> Meatloaf. Uh, original- <laughs> you want to tell the story? His, his original name was Cliff Loaf. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. What could I change this? I thought we'd tell this story in the podcast. I thought this would be fun. Bread loaf? No, that doesn't sound what, right. What year was this that we did? What we that we had our run in with meatloaf? It would have been 2018, right? Okay. Okay. So wh- who do we moderate? So we went to Rhode Island Comic Con in 2018. Moderated for a bunch of people. Moderated for a lot of people. Who who was yeah. it that did, year? Did, did I do? Uh, was that the year I did Billy Zane? Billy Zane from Titanic, the villain. Yep. Um, the puppet guy. We Bill Diamond. Bill Diamond, puppet. great guy. Love that guy. We did. Uh, Kate Flannery and Creed Bratton from The Office. From The Office. It's, uh, it's uh, Meredith and Creed. We did another, another one that together. That was a great one. That was awesome. And unfortunately, we didn't record that one. We did not. So we didn't release it as an episode, but it was a great one. Uh, I did MacGyver and uh, his nemesis. Oh, yeah, you did do MacGyver. Well, I'm, I'm like, no notice. <laughs> yeah, they had you do it like last minute. Like They, they were they, like, hey, in nine hours, can you moderate for MacGyver? And it's like a show I've never watched. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I can. I feel like we had another really big one that weekend. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember who it was. I feel like we had like six in a row or something like that. It was really crazy. Um, that was not the year with Brian O'Halloran that we were no. talking about beforehand. Um, but we but, but our, our, our final one that we were supposed to do yeah. was Meatloaf and Barry Bostwick as yes. a, a Rocky Horror reunion type panel. Yeah. And Meatloaf, you know, if you don't know, he's a he's an extremely famous and accomplished uh, rock musician and actor and actor. And so in Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, he plays Meatloaf, I guess. Is his, I don't know his character's name. I think name. it's Eddie. Eddie. Could be Eddie. And Barry Bostwick was the boss on... Uh, Spin City. On Spin City with Michael J. Fox. But he was also... What's his name in Meatloaf? In uh, Rocky Horror Picture was Show. It, was it Brad? Was he Brad? Yeah, his name was Brad. Yeah. That's right. Just like you. Yep. He kind of was like you. Similar. Um, man, I really wish we could remember who we moderated for that year. But anyway, I guess we can't. Um, so... That was one of the panels we were supposed to moderate. And I think if I remember correctly, Rhode Island Comic Con is three days. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was the last panel or second to last panel. You know what it was? It was the last one. It was our last panel. Yes. On Sunday. Nope. Saturday. Saturday night because they were having a party afterwards. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And we were supposed to moderate, but it was after like all of our panels. So it was our last one. Yes. Um, And so... 
you know, we're going behind the scenes at, at these different buildings. It's, you know, it's Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, the Omni Hotel in Providence, right. all these connected buildings that where all these different things are held. And we're getting ready. And when Brad and I do our moderating for Comic-Cons, which we've done a bunch of times now, you know, we watch whatever we're supposed to watch. And we do a lot of research on like, you know, we figured out all the stuff we wanted to ask Meatloaf and Barry Bostwick. We really kind of think about our questions. We try to bring some, um, how can I how can I say this, unique questions to it because a lot of times people will get asked the same questions in right. these situations. And we do want to hit all the points that people that are fans of them want to see because people are obviously, if they're going to a Meatloaf Q&A, uh, they want to hear certain questions answered. But we try to kind of bring some interesting things to it that we think that other people might not have asked them before. So we did all our research. I believe that going into that weekend, we only had six panels. But yeah. then by the time it was finished, we actually did eight panels. Right. Um, did I do one by myself? I'm trying to think. No, I think I did one by myself. That that's year. it? I, I, yeah. I, well, I did the Billy Zane one and the MacGyver one by myself. And I didn't do any other ones besides Office? I, I, had, I know I, I did I, I, I know there was another one that we did. It was in the same ballroom where we did The Office. I'm oh, trying it to... was uh, all the kids from It. Yes, the big one. Yes, yes we did all the kids from... Uh, we did a pan. We moderated a panel for all the kids from it. And uh, anyway, so um, we were going into this. We watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. We wrote down all our questions. We got ready, and we were psyched up. And it's kind of a lot of work to do this for all these different people. Yes. Um, but we got we got everything ready. Oh man, your car broke down on the way to Comic Con. That, that oh year. yeah, I remember that. Good stuff. So we go to uh, we're in, we're, we go to the back of uh, this this room that we're going to moderate in, and. We go backstage, and who's there? Is it? It's Meatloaf, or did he come in? It was it was me, you, and your girlfriend Gina. Yes, sitting sitting back there waiting, mm-hmm. and then Meatloaf and his Handler? assistant, yeah. and one of the Comic Con employees came in. Yes, and I, my mom loves Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I got like the original vinyl of it. I already had it. I used it as a right. Halloween decoration for years and years and years. And I had it with me, and I'm like, oh, if I can get this signed by my mom for my mom, that'd be great. Afterwards, you know, if we hit it off with Meatloaf and he's cool, and Barry Boswick is cool, so we're sitting back there, we're getting ready to, uh, you know, we're getting ready for the panel to begin, and Meatloaf is what pissed off. He's, uh, you know, cantankerous. <laughs> so what did he say? Because you he, overheard him. He, <laughs> Basically, what I remember is like he made an offhanded comment, and you're like, "Fuck you." He uh, he said. <laughs> He said, "I don't need a moderator uh, for this panel." And and uh, the the Rhode Island Comic Con employee was like, "Well," and I'm like, "Hi, I'm Brad. I'm here to moderate your panel." <laughs> and he's like, "I don't need you. I'm sure you're good at what you do, but I don't need you." And I'm like, "Well, okay. Like if that's and, what and you this, want." By this point in time, the news had come out that Meatloaf is mean, more like Mean Loaf. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, right? Very good. No one would have put that together. No. That took a genius. Yes. <laughs> Give yourself a gold star. But don't you feel like something happened in the news where people are like, Meatloaf is a bad guy. I don't don't remember that. I think we were the the key. We broke the news. So he was was pretty pissed, but like weirdly pissed. I I think that what happened was too, like someone forgot to pick him up or there was some sort of mix up with his ride. He had back surgery like two weeks before. Like there was a lot going on in Mr. Loaf's life. And by the way, let's say this, the R.I. Comic-Con guys slash Altered Reality guys. Yep. Awesome. Yes. They do a great job putting on Rhode Island Comic Con. They're super nice to us. They're super nice to celebrities. They have a really well-oiled machine and they do an amazing job. I agree. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. So, because, so you know, that's not mixed up with Mr. Loaf. Yes. He, they're great. 
so uh, you know, so he's like, "All right, I don't need you," and and you at this point are like, "Okay." And I, I, I was like, I was basically what I thought was like, I don't want to bother this guy. Right. Like he's obviously uh, the star of the show, right. you know, in terms of this panel. I'm, I'm, it's if he says you guys don't come up there with me. Then I'm like, okay, and I'm, yeah. sh- and, you know, I'm not going to get in trouble for right. that or no. anything, I, and I don't want to step on his toes. He he was continuing to tell me how much, how little he needed me, and I was like, okay, okay, and I'm a little frustrated. Yeah, you were. Pit- I feel like you I, I, almost I, had a like like started yelling at Meatloaf. No, no, not even a little. <laughs> My feelings were hurt because of because of how he delivered the message, but it wasn't like I was mad at him. I just like that Meatloaf hurt your feelings. Yes, one day, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> so funny. then Barry Bostwick comes in. Barry Bostwick comes in, another like celebrity person, right? And and. And he said, and they say, and he says, so who's moderating this panel? And I'm, and I say, well, and Meatloaf's like, no, <laughs> he wasn't having it. Yeah. And Barry Bostwick is like, come on, you guys can do it. You guys can do it. Just go up there. Just so go he, up there. Here's what and he's, un- he's just playing. Like, here's what got uncomfortable is that me and Brad are sitting there with Bostwick and Meatloaf. Yep. And, uh. Meatloaf is like, he's like kind of like looking at us and he's real mean. Yeah. He has like a mean face. Yeah. And a mean loaf. And yeah. And he's like, he's like, don't you come up there. Don't you come out there with us. And Boswick's over his shoulder going like mouthing. And he's being like, just come up. Just come up. Don't listen to him. Just come up. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to be part no. of this. I don't want to take a side yeah. between Meatloaf. I don't want to get between Meatloaf and Barry Bostwick. Right. I don't want to get between the last, Eddie and Brad. The, well, the last person that did was Frank and Furter. <laughs> <laughs> Look what happened to him. Yeah, I, I don't remember. So I think he banged, uh, what's her name? Uh, she was so cute. Uh, Susan Sarandon? Yeah. Imagine Susan Sarandon in 1978. Got it. That was my thumbs up. I, I snapped <laughs> my fingers before the sound I thumbs you up. You have arthritic see, thumbs. The, 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 <laughs> the thing is, because we do a podcast where no one can see me, I've started snapping when I thumbs up to indicate the visual. Good. Yeah. Anyway. So so uh, finally, we're like, we're not going to go. And my concern is also, are you going to get your record signed for your mom? Yeah. And so I don't want to like actually fight, but you know, it's... At this point, if we if we listen to Barry Bostwick and go up there, Meatloaf is just not going to go up there. And if we listen to Meatloaf and don't go up there, Barry Bostwick is not going to care. Yes. So we did not go up there. So they called out Meatloaf. The, well, first they were like, oh, how, how are you going to introduce your? Uh, who's going to introduce you? And I'm like, I'll go introduce them. They're like, no. <laughs> Meatloaf hated you. And, and it was like, you know, the employee introduced Barry Bostwick who, in, who yeah. introduced Meatloaf. Yes. And so, and then we sat backstage for 45 minutes and while, oh no, it, it, cause it went over because they didn't have a moderator. Yeah. Cause he went way over time yeah. and it really screwed up their schedule. And yeah. like, that's one of the reasons you kind of need a moderator is to, because, to be the bad guy. Yeah. The moderator has to be the one that sets the rules. So the right. person that is like the celebrity that people are there to see is not the one setting the rules. Right. They're going to be like, ah, oh, they're telling me I got to go, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you're just a good guy. Yep. And Brad can be like, get off the stage, you piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will DDT meatloaf <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. You got your record signed. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I used that time to go and buy you Christmas gifts. I bought you like a, oh, z- yeah. a the zombie, uh, Donkey Amiibos. Kong. Yeah. And, Don- and Diddy Kong. Yeah. It's good stuff. From the con. Yeah. So yeah, it was just a, just an uncomfortable experience. I will say I guilted Meatloaf into signing you, you it. You guilted his assistant into guilted guilting his, him. Exactly. Yeah. I guilted his assistant. I was like, I was really looking forward to moderating for Meatloaf. <laughs> and I pretended to, you know, I, I wasn't really like that, but I was like, oh man, yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, you know, he can be tough. And I was like, yeah, I know, you know, we're really looking forward to moderating. I just wanted to get this record signed too for my mom. It's her birthday coming up, whatever. And uh, 
he came backstage and she's like, oh, can you sign this? And he's like, and he kind of, he kind of apologized to us, yes, right? Yes, he did. What did he say? Uh, he's like, hey, you know, I'm sure you guys are good. And yeah. it, it, he said almost the same thing, but said it in a much different tone of yeah, voice. Yeah. I wonder if it's funny because I remember, I, not, you know, I soloed on his next record, so we're good. I, I'm not sure. It's funny. It seems like Comic-Cons always coincide with Tell Him Steve Dave filmings oh, when okay. I'm going to Jersey to travel. Yep. So I don't know if it was the next day or a couple days later, but I had to go to Jersey right after that. And right. Brian, I was talking to Brian Johnson. He's like, he's like, so what happened with Meatloaf? You know, cause yeah. he, he heard about it from probably like something, some post on Instagram that right. I made or something like that. And I told him the whole story and he's like, ah, I don't like a moderator either. And I understand it's weird though. For me, Brian is like a moderator right. because his whole career is made out of him talking and being funny and being himself. Right. So he probably can control those situations really, really well. Yes. I'm sure that he's good at that. But Meatloaf is like a, is like a, a real performer, singer, all right. that stuff like that. I think that he should have a moderator. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, but we still love Meatloaf. Yeah. We love the boss. Oh, Bostwick. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. He's going to, he's going to, uh, he's going to officiate my wedding someday. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to. <laughs> Come on, boss. You know what else happened at that Comic-Con? Chuck Staten? Um, I don't know if we should get into it. I think we should. I caused a tiny, a, a tiny bit of a bomb squad to be called into the comic. It was, it was, I mean, I get, you know, it probably was not the entire bomb squad. Let, let's flashback Friday night. <laughs> you want to tell the whole story? <laughs> Friday night. Uh, Chuck has his bag and he's like, oh, I like to lock my bag to things. We, we don't have any locker space or any, any storage space for all of our stuff. And we have yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I'm going to lock my bag to this column. I'm, this is on Friday night. And I say, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think unattended bags are a great idea in, in 2018. So, so, and you're so, like, oh, good point. So, you know, we have like my laptop. We have like food and drinks and snacks and our stickers and our pins yeah. and whatever we need for the whole day. Because we're going to be at Comic-Con from like... 10 a.m. until what, like 8 p.m. or something yeah. like that. Um, and so I was like, shut up. Yep. And no, Friday uh, night, you listened to me. Oh, really? Yeah. And then Saturday, we were going to do the Bill Diamond uh, panel with the yeah. puppets. Yeah. And we're in like an out of the way hallway. Yeah, right. And there's no room backstage. Like yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a smaller room. And so you lock your bag to a table, to a folding table right. out in the, the concourse waiting area. Yeah, the foyer, I would say. Yes. And uh, we go, we do our thing with Bill Diamond. It went well. His puppets are great. He's good at puppeteering. He, he did puppets for what? Like Dark Crystal? Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah, he's done some, a lot of Some it. Sesame Street stuff yep. or, or Muppet stuff. I'm not sure. And uh, we came out afterwards and we're like, yeah, I think that went pretty well. And we're like, looking around, we're like, where's the table? Because oh, yeah, the, the whole table was the gone. The table you had uh, you yeah. know, locked your bag to was gone. Yeah. And somebody overheard it. They were lining up, I think, for geek speed dating. Yes. And they overheard you, and they're like, was it your bag attached to that table? And you're like, yep. And they're like, they had to call the bomb squad. And I'm like, oh, we're getting arrested. Like, I immediately was like... <laughs> This this is what my Will friendship. Will me and you ever get arrested? Yes, I definitely think we're gonna get arrested together yes. someday. Yes, uh, I think I, you know what. What's more likely is that I get arrested and you get out scot free <laughs> for something I did. Yes. So you know you're 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 uh, you're. They're like, oh, they had to call the bomb squad, and you're like, okay, and they're like, wait here, and they went and got the bomb squad, and I like wander away so I'm not brought into your web of yeah uh, <laughs> domestic nonsense. Yeah, and. Uh, and you came out like three minutes later and you're like, I'm okay. like high-fiving the bomb squad. Yeah, you're like, that? Yeah. <laughs> you're like all was, right, let's go. And I'm like, what do you mean, let's go? You're like, ah, oh, they apologize for having to cut open my bag. Yeah, they and were I'm really like, nice about That's it. That's it? Yeah. 
yeah they were good guys they were they felt really bad about that um and i appreciated that they were very uh they were very considerate we uh we did bring that up with the organizers and they made uh different plans for us to store space the following year so yes, that's really nice know, yeah all right, right comic-con slash altered reality yep Stand up, guys! I love those guys. Yep. Everybody's really great. Yeah, and, and they uh, didn't—they didn't hold it against you that uh, the bomb squad had to be called because of your actions. Yes, true, true, true. That's yeah. right. That's I appreciated helpful. that. Yes, I never thought about that. <laughs> um, if you—if you're enjoying the podcast, and uh, as you wait for the next episode of Tezzy Down History, uh, you want to listen to other episodes. Uh, actually, if you want to listen to episode 387, okay, that's our entire weekend where we talk about. Okay. Where we talk about this stuff that we just talked about a little bit, but also we talk about our interview with Creed and Meredith in the office, Billy Zane, um, the kids from It, and MacGyver and Murdoch. MacGyver and Murdoch. We tell that whole story and kind of like our whole weekend and everything. It's way more in depth than the the, me warning you about the bomb squad, you ignoring (laughs) that warning. (laughs) More than the fifteen minutes you just heard. Yes. but again, you can go to chuckandbradpodcast.com and that's episode 387. You know, it's right, it's very easy. It's on the homepage. You can search by, you can sort by year, month, and then episode. Right. So 387 for that one. And if you wanted to listen to another interview that we did, if you're like, oh, these interviews are fun, there's another great podcast called Tuesdays with Stories. Oh, I love it. I'd say my top two podcasts, my favorite ones are Tell Them Steve Dave and Tuesdays with Stories. Tuesdays with Stories are with two great excellent um you know new york mainstay top tier comedians joe list and mark normand right i love these guys um and joe list met up with us in providence at uh regency plaza where i used to live after my house burned down yep they were nice enough to let us go back in and do an interview there because they had like a private room right and joe met up with us and he told he basically told his whole story of his whole life to me and brad it's called the story of joe list that's episode 421 of our podcast Go to chuckandbradpodcast.com to find it out. Um, but yeah, and, and I still stay in contact with them. I was supposed to cut Joe's trailer for his new special that came out right. a couple weeks ago, but he sold it to Comedy Central right before I was supposed to cut it. Ah, so they cut they it. They cut it. And uh, I helped Mark Norman out with some uh, graphical work for uh, his promos for his special. And nice. I was going to film with him in Massachusetts two weeks ago when Burt Kreischer came through and did the drive through uh, drive-in comedy tour. Right. But I think Mark couldn't come because he didn't have a, a negative coronavirus virus test. Ah, Something like that. Yeah. I get my um, first one tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good luck. Are you going to get... Is it going to be intrusive? No, it's not the intrusive one. Oof. Just he, have to give him a booger or two, I think. How many do you have? I, well, I only have one, so... <laughs> I'm going I'm to take it with me. And you're going to yeah. be fucked. Oh, no. You know, I've heard of like four different coronavirus tests uh, now. This is, uh, this is the non-invasive nose one. I heard one where you cough 10 times in your own mouth and then you take a swab your own mouth. Sure. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, I love Tuesdays with Stories. Go check out my interview with Joe List. I hope to work with those guys some more as well. Um, and Tesdy Town History is going to continue next week. Awesome. With uh, the story of Mike Zapsick. Great. And then the story of Brian Johnson. Wow. Yeah, so a lot of fun stuff coming up. And then eventually the story of Ming Chen Part 2. Right. You know, we got to finish the story. Yep. And then who knows where this, st- where this series is going to go from here. Nobody. Who knows? Not me. Um, if it's going to, uh, you know, rise like the phoenix. I don't know if you know what a phoenix does. Um, rises. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah okay. That's uh, all I got. Well, folks out there, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com, or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. Thank you all. Oh, you know what? Before we go, real quick. Yes. Last week, we put out a call that said, every Halloween, we watch an entire horror movie series. Yes, we did. And we regurgitate the entire story of Poorly. all the movies yep. as one big story to our buddy, Brian Lau. 
who has never seen a horror movie in his life. He refuses. And uh, we do that every year. We've already done Friday the 13th, Halloween, Child's Play, a bunch of them. And we're trying to get votes for this year of what to right. do. So far, people, the highest number of votes is uh, Hellraiser. Okay. By a lot. Oh, all right. And then right below that is uh, Evil Dead and then Phantasm. Okay. So I think Hellraiser is going to win it. That's we'll what see. it seems like. If if you have strong feelings about yeah. us watching a different horror series, you know, vote often. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, so you know, tweet at us, you know, discount Chuck at Brad Roar, B-R-A-D-R-O-H-R-E-R, or uh, comment on this post, the Chuck and Brad podcast on Facebook, or email us at chuckandbradgmail.com. Right. What horror series should we do? We have already done Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play and Leprechaun. Right. Everything else is fine. We don't want to do something too new because it's not funny. Right. So we'd love a, a series that started in like the 80s or the early 90s. Okay. Anything you think. Yep. Give us a vote. We'll take it. I think Hellraiser is going to win though. Yeah, probably. Which, which is a movie I've never seen at all. I don't know anything about it. I don't it. even know what it is. It is the guy with hell. a pinhead? You know what? Is he the killer? It, is, know, he, is he from, from you hell? Know, you know what the Hellraiser is? It's a it's a hell phoenix and it raises. And so it's very similar, oh, oh, very that. similar like to that. a regular phoenix. That's good, um, folks out there. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate each and every single one of you. That's yes. that's all I've got. That's all I got. Deuces. Deuces.